everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Bible Said What podcast. My name is Elizabeth. I'm Alexei. And I'm Julia. And we are the host of what is hopefully going to be your new favorite small group. So this is our first episode. You're probably wondering what this is, what we're doing here. So we're just going to do a small overview. If you want a little bit more information, you can go to Spotify um, and click the trailer right before this episode to see more of um, a broad description. But basically, this is organized like a live small group. So we're all here in the studio and we're going to discuss topics and your questions um, in a small group dynamic, just like we would on a Sunday morning or on a weekday night. Um, however your your normal small group is. So we are super excited to be launching this. Um, and one of our main goals is to really cultivate a biblical community. So one of the ways you can get involved with that is by going on our Instagram and now a TikTok. So if you search Bible said what.pod on both Instagram and TikTok, you'll be able to find our account. Um, and yeah, you can participate in that. We're going to have Q&A Mondays where we get to know you. Um, and then testimonial Tuesdays where you Tuesdays, excuse me, where you get to know us. So yeah, let's get into the first episode. All right, so this is our first episode ever. Um, we kind of know what we're doing. We kind of don't. So funny story. This is our second time recording this <laughs> because the first time um, we got over halfway through it and I realized that the recording was not recording. And you know what happens? Like, you know, what happens? <laughs> uh, the Lord is just like, you know what? Y'all need a warm up. So we're just doing a part two here. Yeah. <laughs> we got all the nerves out. So now we can we can just go with it. Yeah. Plus, this way, you know that we really know what we're doing. So hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So what we're going to be doing on this first season of Bible Said What is we're going to be exploring the character of God through the lens of the fruits of the Spirit. So when you break down the phrase, the fruits of the Spirit, that's a very churchy term um, that can just sound very like, oh, yeah, the fruits of the Spirit. But if you think about what it actually means, it is the products of the Spirit and the Spirit is God. So, Julia, do you want to read off um, from Galatians and see what those fruits of the Spirit are? Absolutely. Okay, so in Galatians 5, through 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentle- gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Awesome. Yeah. So what we're going to be doing each week is we're going to be taking one or more of those fruits of the spirit and we're going to be breaking it down, digging into scripture and seeing how those fruits of the spirit describe the character of God. So today we are going to be doing love and we are just going over one today because I feel like love is a really big one. Um, We see love come up a lot in the Bible. The Bible is itself a love letter. Um, So we're going to be talking about specifically how God is love. Um, and in that, it says in First John that, you know, that is what God is. God is love. It is the entirety of his being. It makes up his whole character. And he can't exist of anything that is outside of love. So what are some things, we'll get into the small group dynamic here. Um, what are some things to you guys that are of love and how have you felt loved by God? Yeah, so for me, I think God is so personal in the way that he loves his children Amen. (laughs) Everyone (laughs) needs to be loved differently, and he knows exactly how to do it for each person. But for me, I'm a very detail-oriented person, and so I feel his love when I can see him show up in the details of my life. For example, like the other week, there was a verse. It was Matthew 11, 28 through 30, and it just kept coming up. 
it showed up in church, which that's not unusual because it's church, but it showed up in church, and then it showed up in my class, and that was the second time. That's cool. And then it showed up as a verse of the day on my phone, and there's a different verse every single day. Yeah. And so in my head, I was like, what are the odds that it showed up again? And then it showed up once again at a worship night that I went to. Oh, my goodness. But it was just really cool, and I feel like when God repeats himself, he... You should listen, and he's trying, probably trying to tell you something. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. My pastor used to always say, "Repetition means pay attention." Yeah, <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, I there's one specific moment I always think of, but whenever I was moving schools, going into my freshman year of high school, like I was terrified about making new friends and like mm-hmm. finding the right friends that would grow and like grow me and who I am. And I just prayed a lot about it, and like obviously it it took time, but. God just really provided to me like such faithful friends and godly friends where I could really rely on and go to for everything and that I'm still friends with now. And I just think that that made me feel like so seen and heard by God through those prayers that I had prayed. And so I always think about that. And like also the Bible says God is like literally abounding in steadfast love, which means he has such an overwhelming love for us. And it says that God died for us, like Jesus died for us while we were still sinners. Mm -hmm. So he sees us and meets us right where we are. And he doesn't just love us when we're like perfect because we're never perfect. He loves us in our sin and cares for us so much that he did die on that cross for us when we weren't our perfect selves, but while we were going against him and disobeying him and even some people like hating him, but he says that he loves us in that sin still. So good. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's definitely something too, that is very unique to God's love is that it is completely unconditional. Mm -hmm. Like us as humans, I mean, if I stub my toe, I do not love anybody that day. You know what I mean? Like, I may love you as a Christian, but I definitely don't like you Um, just because I'm having a bad day. Um, But that's the cool thing about God's character is it is so consistent and completely faithful um, and completely unconditional. And I think something that's important um, to note is that we are are a result of God's love, you know. God cannot create anything that is outside of love because love is his entire being. Yeah. You know, so we were created for a relationship with that, not because he needed us, but because he wanted us. Um, and we're going to talk about that in just a second about love also being a choice um, and how we can choose love. But I want to kind of flip the script right now. And I want to look at Galatians 5.19 because in Galatians 5.19, it shows a list of fleshly desires that are not of love, things that are not of God. So I'm going to read that super fast. It says, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. And I want to note that when it says they will not inherit the kingdom of God, that is not God like shunning us from his presence. Absolutely not. But whenever we choose those things, you know, Alexa, I know you mentioned when when we were talking one time, like there is a very fine line between choosing life and choosing death. Mm -hmm. Um, And whenever we choose to sin, you know, we are we are human. We are going to sin. Um, Luckily, there is redemption from that. But when we do choose to sin, we are choosing death over life. Um, and God, because he is completely of love, he can't exist with things that are outside of love. And those things are not of love. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I know that we all sin. Um, we all fall short of the glory of God, but we're going to move on to our next part, which is love is a choice. And thank goodness. Oh my goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, that Jesus chose to die for us and to take our sins, yes. um, to close that chasm. Cause I know we all need that so much. Um, but yeah, we see like in the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus did not go to the cross with like, yes, it's time to let's do it. Let's go. Let's get crucified. You know? Yeah. Cause I mean, the Romans had crucifixion down like two sides. Like it yeah. was, it was the, the worst. They were the best die. at it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did it. It was their thing. Um, but we see Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. Like he is crying blood. He is praying to the father, Lord, if it is your will, please let this cup of suffering be taken. But if not, let your will be done, mm -hmm. which is so hard for us to say sometimes. Um, that even when we're going through difficult circumstances or like if we want something so bad, it's really hard to say, Lord, let your will be done. Um, but yeah, Jesus chose that he chose to die for us. Um, and one thing going back to kind of Galatians five, um, in verse 24, it says those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified him there. Since we are living by the spirit. Let us follow the Spirit's leading into every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. So whenever, you know, we do follow those fleshly desires, we do fall into those. Um, hopefully we don't follow, follow them, but we do fall into them. <laughs> My bad, I misspoke. But we follow Christ, um, and whenever we choose that, you know, he takes our sins. He, he says, okay, you know what, you, you met me here. Now I'm going to take those sins and crucify those with me. So what does that mean to you guys that Jesus takes our sins and nails them to the cross with him and crucifies them? I think like, I think that just means that he took the punishment for those. And even though he took that and forgives us for that, like we still sin every day and we need to take our sins to the cross daily. And yes, they've been taken. They are forgiven. Mm -hmm. But we still need to acknowledge that like we need to ask for forgiveness for those and go to God and be honest with him and say, I have sinned. Like I'm bringing this to the cross to kill it and just mm -hmm. be done with it. And yes, I'm going to make mistakes again, but I don't want to, mm, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's awesome. Um, I really like how you hit on that, that aspect of repentance. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. Julia, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, do you mind saying the question again? Yeah, absolutely. So what does it mean that our sins are crucified with Christ? Okay, so for me, I look at sin as the very thing that distances us from God mm -hmm. and our sins being crucified with Christ means God has removed it completely. He's killing the distance. <laughs> he does kill the distance and it means he wants to be close to us and he closes the gap and he wants to be close and intimate with us and remove anything that might get in the way of that and to me if that's not love I don't know what is just someone wanting to be close to you and know you and I love what you said earlier that love is a choice because mm -hmm. I think that most fleshly desires are not of love and that most things of love like all the fruits of the spirit don't really come natural to us because of yeah. our sinful nature and so that's why it's so important that we have the Holy Spirit and ask him to lead us and guide us away from that that is awesome I love that absolutely yeah I mean 
we are pursuing sanctification and we are being sanctified every day, but Satan doesn't like that. You know, if he sees us doing really what like really well, he's going to be like, all right, bring on the spiritual warfare. That one's doing <laughs> too good. You know what I mean? Um, I also like what you said about closing the distance. So I worked a summer camp this past summer and I was working with um, middle schoolers and kind of one of the ways that we described, you know, that like Jesus coming across and offering us salvation. Um, have you guys heard the illustration of like a chasm or a canyon? Mm-hmm. So we are on one side of this canyon, right? And God is on the other and he's looking into this distance that is sin, right? This pit that is sin. And he's looking across all of our sin and he's being like, oh my goodness, that's that's my child that I created for a relationship mm-hmm. and they're separated from me. Um, and I want to be one with them again. So what's he do? He gets Jesus and Jesus lays down his life um, on the cross, right? So the cross is what is laid down over that chasm, making like this bridge. And Jesus walks across to us and he offers his hand and he, he's like, hey, guess what I just did? I just laid down my life so you can, you know, walk over your sin that is forgiven um, and come be with God, right? And it's our choice whether or not we're going to take his hand um, and walk back across through this world of sin, you know, because we can be walking back across over that canyon um, and we may trip a little bit. We may slip back into into that sin, but when Jesus is holding our hand and walking with us, he's going to pull us back and be like, nope. We're not doing that. Nope, we're not doing that. Oh, you got really far that side, but no, no, no. We're walking towards Christ. Uh, we're walking towards the Lord um, to be to be one with him again. So, yeah, I really, really liked that. I also I, think something, yeah. sorry, that's no, so cool is that because Jesus died on the cross, I think another way that shows so much love is that because of that, we are able to have the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which I think shows how much God wants to be close to us. Yeah. He's like, I literally want to be in your soul. Like, <laughs> yeah. which I think is so cool because whenever you accept Jesus into your life, you get the Holy Spirit, which is so nice that we don't have to, because we cannot show God's steadfast love by ourselves. It's literally impossible without him. But with the Holy Spirit, we can show as close as we can to his love because we don't have to do things by ourselves. We don't have to make decisions by ourselves. He gives us the holy, crazy power to show his love even without like being him, which I think is so cool. Yeah. So good. That's like the song lyrics, yet not I, but Christ in me. (laughs) Exactly. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, God literally says our body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. And, you know, of course, um, that was, that was preached in the context of, you know, we're supposed to take care of our bodies and, you know, not fall into, into sin. But I also think that's definitely a good example of just the blessing mm-hmm. of the Lord's imminence, um, in our lives. Cause he is a transcendent God. However, he's also very personal, um, and very, very close, which, which I love. Um, I also want to mention like just God's generosity, this is not just like a half-hearted little like, ah, yeah, I love you, bye, or love you, hey, how's your day? You know what I mean? Like, you get those texts from, like, one of your friends, and they're like, hey, how are you? Good? Cool. And then move on to the next topic, you know? <laughs> like, this is not one of those just, like, check in and go on things. Um, this is a very constant, very present um, love that God gives abounding, like you said, steadfast, overflowing, um, which I think is just wonderful. So, absolutely. So, yes, God chooses to come down and to interact with us. And he chose to take our sins and to bridge that gap of distance through Jesus. And he chose to do that for us. But we have to return that choice. We have to choose him as well. Um, And if any of you listening have any questions about that, that is 
such a big discussion. Go talk to your pastor. Go talk to your parents. Something about about if you have questions because that is one of the most important conversations you'll ever have in your entire life. Um, definitely want to encourage you to do that. But we're going to talk about what happens after we choose God's love and we choose to accept that gift of salvation, what that kind of looks like after. So, um, yeah. So, for example, I accepted Christ, the small itty-bitty testimony, right? A little sneak peek. <laughs> A little sneak peek, yeah, for the <laughs> Testimonial Tuesdays. Check into the Instagram. Updated <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just got to keep you hooked. But, yeah, so I accepted Christ whenever I was um, about seven years old, right? And then, of course, you're still going to fall into sin after, you, after you've after you accepted inevitable. Christ, right? It's inevitable. We are humans. Um but there was a there was a little phase in my life where I definitely did not have a relationship with Christ, um, and I was not choosing to pursue Him. And my life was categorized by anger and lashing out at the people around me. Um, you know, a lot of social anxiety around having to put up this image. You know, all of these things. My life was basically there. There was very very little love in my life. I mean, my family still loved me, but I was not showing that love back to my family. Um, so yeah, my life was not characterized by God's love and luckily he pulled me back, um, from where I was. And I'll talk about that more whenever I share my testimony, um, hopefully in an episode coming up. But I just remember the stark contrast of living in sin and then living in love. Mm -hmm. So I just want us to talk about now, you know, we talked about some things that are God's love. Um, and we're going to read in just a second in first Corinthians 13, but Whenever we are pursuing to be like Christ, how are some ways that we can show love? So, like, how do we embody love? Yeah, how do we embody love? Yeah, the first thing that I think of for this question is you have to get out of your own way. I feel like mm -hmm. sometimes we try to be someone we're not, or we try to be too much of ourself, which might not be good without Christ. It's not going to be good. But for me, I try to die to myself. The Bible tells us to die to ourselves. The yeah, Bible tells that. us to die to ourselves daily and just get out of the way so God can do what he wants to do in you. And like Alexei, you said that we don't have to do it alone. We can't really love without God because yeah. he is love. And so if we know God, then we know love. And so the best Amen. thing, <laughs> the best thing would just be to spend time with him. Like when you spend time with your friends, you pick up on things that they say and you start saying them and people can just like tell when you've been with a certain person. Yeah. So yes. if you've been with Jesus, people are going to be able to tell and see it on your face and see it in the way you say things. And yeah, I think just taking the time to be with God and spend time with him, people will be able to tell and you will embody love. Mm, I love that. I hope that made sense. No, yeah, yes, that, that absolutely did. made sense. Yeah, do you have anything to add? Yeah, so I actually learned this in class like yesterday. Perfect, but, wow. Um, I think just like going about your relationships with a curious mind of who they are, like like followers of Christ friendships or not, like talking to them with curiosity and who they are and asking them questions. It's a way to learn who they are, what they believe, and just literally everything about them if you're looking at them like I want to know this and it's so hard to be mad and curious at the same time yeah. so I feel like that's a really cool way to show God's love by like learning everything about them because God knows everything about us and yeah. so I like that yeah yeah 
I guess. That is so good. Never heard that before. I know. <laughs> I love that. That's super, super cool. Yeah, so we see a very clear um, example in First Corinthians chapter 13. You know, this is the, the classic wedding love chapter. Um, but it says in verse 4, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, and is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. I think that is just amazing because if you take the word love in this passage and you replace it with the word God, with the name of God, it reads like like a description. <laughs> like if God had an Instagram bio... <laughs> This, this would be what it was. I'm just going to read it, replacing love with the name of God. God is patient and kind. God is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. He does not demand his own way. He is not irritable, and he keeps no record of being wronged. He does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever, whenever truth wins out. God never gives up, never loses faith, and he is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. That's a God I want to believe in. Yeah. That's Amen, awesome. Amen, bro. <laughs> Not just believe in, but have a relationship with. Literally. Like, he loves us with that kind of love, which is just crazy. Like, that's isn't that the perfect friend? Yeah. You know, someone who's patient, kind, doesn't the boast. perfect father, too. Like, oh that gosh, is yeah. amazing. He's yeah. so amazing. That is just incredible. So how are some practical ways that we can do this? Because whenever we choose choose Christ, you know, God is within us, you know? So how are some ways that we can, in like everyday life, be patient and kind? Um, how are some ways that we can keep our jealousy and our pride in check, you know? I honestly think the only way we can live a faithful life constantly, if, if even constantly, but just yeah. like you can't do it without being in his word and listening to him and obviously like in relationship. But I think the best way to do that is through prayer and talking to him and listening to him mm -hmm. and like doing your quiet times. But like even I struggle with that, but just like making intentional, making intentional time to just talk to him and hear back from him as best you can. And then also like diving into his word saying, what, like what, what does God say about love? How can I show this in my life and just listening to what he has to show you and what he has to say and just honestly just talking to him I think is a good way to start that that is so good one thing that I will add I agree with everything you said because yeah. I said it better <laughs> myself but something actually Professor Han told me in my contract Whoa, Professor Han is my podcasting teacher I just so you guys know this, we love Han. Professor Han <laughs> he told us to whenever we walk into a room or whatever threshold we walk into to try and bring in a spirit of love you can either bring in a spirit of love or a spirit of fear when you're walking in with a spirit of fear, you are focused on yourself mm. and what can I get from this room? You just walk in and you're just thinking about yourself. And But when you walk in with the spirit of love, you're thinking about what can I give to this room? Who can I bless in this room? And that has just helped me so much. Literally every single place I go, every room I walk into, I just try to walk in with the spirit of love. And That's I'm awesome. immediately thinking about other people and not myself. Yes. I, sorry. No, go ahead. I heard something in class very similar to that. It was like some people I've heard I've put notifications on their phones mm -hmm. being like, it's like 
um, I, someone said like, it's like a be real, but like be sent. And it's like, look up whenever you see the notification and look who you're talking to and just try to see how does God see this person. And once you look at it, that person like that, like it's hard not to show them love and not think poorly of them or not judge them. It's like, how does God see them and look at them with that mindset? So kind of similar to that, which is so cool. I absolutely love that. I'm flipping through my Bible right now. I'm trying to find a verse in Hebrews um, to go off kind of what Julia said. Um, But it says, God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of love and discipline and of self-control. And yeah, I I love that. So that that definitely, definitely goes with how we can live that out and just kind of staying connected with the word. That is incredible. All right. That was the first episode, y'all. Wow, we did it. We made it. Even though it took us two two times recording it. (laughs) You made it this far. Thank you for listening. Yes. Yes. I'm so, so glad that you joined us today. Definitely be sure to go check out those social medias, biblesaidwhat.pod. We definitely want to interact with you there, see you there. Um, So yeah, you can stay involved. But hopefully we're going to be dropping episodes once a week. We'll let you know a consistent day um, once that happens. But for now, I just want to um, close in prayer, pray over you guys. Thank the Lord for this time. But do y'all mind if I do that real quick? Yeah, go for it. Okay, good. That'd be really bad if you had a problem with it. So (laughs) no, do not pray. (laughs) All right, y'all bow with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for just the time we had to come in here and just have fellowship with each other and learn about you and just speak your amazing word, God. We'd like to pray for anyone listening right now that you will just be with them as they go throughout their week. Um, Please just overflow them with your love and just help them so clearly to see your faithfulness and your consistency um, as they go throughout their week, Lord. We'd like to pray that you will just empower them, motivate them to pursue you more, uh, motivate us to continue pursuing you. And we ultimately would love to thank you for your um, sacrifice on the cross, Lord, that you chose to love us, that you choose to pursue us, and that you choose to fill us with your Holy Spirit every day, Lord. We'd like to pray that you will help us um, love others as you love us. God, just overflow from us, fill our cups. And so we are just overflowing with your love and your joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We'd like to pray for all of these things in your name. Amen. 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 Woo!